Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Melissa Oatman. And our show title this week is Beautifully Broken, From Darkness to Light. Uh, and before I go into introducing Melissa, I would love to take an opportunity to in- introduce you to a part of yourself. Um, I've created a quiz because many People that I talk to, clients out there will tell me, oh, I, I wish I were gifted like you. And the truth of the matter is you are gifted, just not exactly like me. And so I created this quiz to introduce you to the giftedness that is you. You can find that quiz at superpowerquiz.us. And I would invite you to take that quiz and uh, get to know a little bit more about the uniqueness that is you. Our guest today, Melissa Oatman, is from Collinsville, Illinois. And in addition to teaching German, she's a healer, channeler, spiritual teacher, and intuitive. She hosts the Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a weekly podcast dedicated to improving lives and deepening spirituality. She's also the author of Beautifully Broken, The Spiritual Woman's Guide to Thriving After a Divorce or Breakup. She is a single mother of twins and is passionate about travel, education, and family. Welcome, Melissa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here with me. So I love introducing people because the bios, you know, it's all this amazing awesomeness of everything you've done in your life packed into one place. (laughs) (laughs) But it can also be a little intimidating. It's like, wow, she's all that. And, uh, you know, we do this like comparison of someone else's outside to our inside. So bring us inside your world a little bit. What was your life like before you really got connected with your higher self? Oh, that's a great question. So before I was connected to my higher self, I was raised in a traditional religious background. So brought up in off and on in the church and a lot of things I really liked about religion and a lot of things didn't make sense to me. And I felt like this doesn't really ring through and it jo- join the club. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was another one of those sitting in there going, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was totally me. Um, and so I went to college, you know, my parents had divorced when I was three. So wow. I grew up with a single mom who was very strong personality. She went back to college when I was in high school to become a teacher. She was the first person in her family to get a degree. Um, It was quite an accomplishment actually, because my grandmother, her mother had only finished the eighth grade. Yeah. Here she's a teacher now, you know, so very inspiring, but I grew up with her as role model graduated from college with a degree in finance. Uh, it was really international business and German. I thought nice. I was travel the world, right? Yeah. Sounds very shishi and cosmopolitan. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I hated every minute of 
I got my first job out of college as a finance manager, and I hated every aspect of the business world. It just didn't fit with me. Uh, people like would stab you in the back just to get promoted. And it's like, why? Like, we're supposed to be working together. I don't get this. I don't like this. I didn't really. It doesn't doesn't feel good. Yeah, yeah it does not feel good at all. And uh, on top of that, I met my ex-husband and we started dating and it was a very quick fast relationship and i ended up getting pregnant with my twins uh, and um that will change the picture a little bit won't it absolutely does um and that's kind of the first catalyst of having to shift careers because uh, i had to be on bed rest some having twins mm -hmm. and i was sick a lot you had a lot yeah. of more and my company where I was working was just awful at the time. And my doctor said to me, he's like, I don't, you know, I can't tell you what to do, but if you were my daughter, I would tell you to quit that job because it's just stressing you out and that's going to cause harm to the babies. Yeah. It's so not, not going to be a good situation no, here. No, you got to choose between the baby and the business. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so one day I walked into work they accused me of messing with numbers or something, which I did not do. If anything was off, it was just because of an honest mistake and their lack of communication and poorly trained, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, all, all of the stuff that all converges. Stuff. Yeah, I just had enough. And I, I said, I quit. And I called my uh, fiance at the time. He came, and picked me up and I was like, OK, I don't know what to do now. And my mom said, well, you could substitute teach because you would just have to have a degree. And then the days you don't feel well, you don't have to do it. You could just rest. And then so I did. I started subbing and I loved it. Like I had connections with the little kids that I was working with. And I just thought it was a really, really cool things. But in the meantime, I had my twins and I stayed home after I had them for a while. And I was severely depressed. Um, the relationship between my ex and I was really bad. Uh, he put me down all the time, made me feel like less than I was worth. And it got to the point that I didn't even want to get out of bed every day. And yeah, one point, yeah. the, the typical, after. yeah, abusive, emotionally abusive kind of situation. I had one of those myself as a partner with yeah. my husband was like that. And the thing that I found challenging about it, and I don't know your experience, was I was having this horrible time in this relationship, but I didn't have any bruises, and he was always nice in front of other people. Yeah. Well, my family did see things, and I didn't have bruises either. I mean, he did do things that were physical sometimes, but it was more the emotional abuse. Um, yeah telling me, you know, that I calling me names I've never been, heard before, you know, and yeah, and, let alone uh, earned. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and, and would in one sentence, call me names, and then the next feel like you're an angel. And so I thought I was going crazy. I thought it was me. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. And my family knew. No, no one that. will ever love you like I do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh -huh. so I, uh, I just sunk into this depression and my family said you were like a zombie you were there but you were not there yeah. and the reason i feel like is that in disassociation if you don't feel anything 
you can't feel the hurtful things either. But the problem with that is you also don't feel the joy and all of those emotions from being a new mom and seeing your children grow up. Right. And it's, it's hard to be motivated when you're disassociated. You, right. You, and it's no yeah. way to live through life. So I decided to leave and I asked for a divorce and I walked away from that situation, like not really knowing what was going to happen. My brother at the time, luckily bought a new house and he said, well, you're welcome to come and live with that, with me. So we stayed with him and I ended up, you know, having this crisis of what do I do? Because I don't want to go yeah. back to the finance world. I wasn't working because I stayed home with them. Uh, but my ex like didn't pay child support for a year. Yeah. And so you've so got not just a work I, gap, yeah. but now you have an income gap to go with it. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. So I substitute taught until I could figure out what I wanted to do. And then my mom said, you really seem to enjoy subbing. <laughs> you have this degree in German. Why don't you look into going back and getting your teaching degree? So I, I thought that was, you know, a novel idea, you know, <laughs> that I really liked. So I did that. I subbed during the day. I took classes at night. And then because I had already had one degree, it only took me a year and a half to get that teaching degree. Yeah, I I love the mirrors in our lives. Your mom held up a mirror for you. She's like, look, soul breadcrumbs right here. You love doing this. <laughs> yeah, she did. And luckily, I had a whole village who helped me and surrounded me to get my life back on track. And so then I got a teaching job and I felt like my life was getting back on track. But I yeah. still had to deal with this ex. Now we had to co-parent. Mm -hmm. and continue to use the kids to control and just to make things difficult. Everything right. just had to be difficult. Yeah. And I spent years of that uh, going to counseling to trying to build back my self-esteem and figure out why I attracted this person. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some things clicked. But I continued on with my life being a single mom and just trying to get through everything. And when um, my kids were about 14, my ex remarried and made them lie about it. And oh one my of my God. coworkers said, did you know your ex-husband got remarried? And I said, no. And they said, oh, it was on your daughter's Instagram page. Like he made them lie. They basically had two different lives going oh, on. Oh, that's just terrible. Lying the whole time while saying things like, oh, we should work things out. You know, that kind of thing. And oh, God. The whole time. Yeah. God save me from the guys that think they ought to be able to have both of you. My right. ex tried to play that one as well. He he'd gotten engaged to get married as we were getting divorced and would call me up and I'd gotten the news through a mutual friend that he had this engagement. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. It's safe for me to answer the phone again at work, you know. <laughs> And so I picked up the phone that afternoon and he's on there doing the same, let's get together and work it out and coffee. And I'm like, I, I see no point in this because you're engaged to get married in December. And he says, oh, that's not this December, that's next December. <laughs> like it makes any difference whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, the audacity that some people have, I it's same thing. So the same thing happened. And at that point, my daughter just 
they felt bad because I had to ask them, you know, did your dad get married? Yes. You know, and they should never have had to be the ones to tell me that or that mm -hmm. it should have been this big lie. Yeah. There's I, no reason it needed to be a secret in the first place. No. Yeah. No. Well, it has to be a secret if you're trying to get back together with your ex. <laughs> okay, well, that would be the only reason, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so that was pretty devastating for me just because I felt very betrayed, you know, that he would use the kids and make them lie and then do that. And it was embarrassing that I had no idea. And my daughter said, well, you need to get out there and you need to date too, mom. So we yeah. sat down together and she helped me create my dating profile. And actually, we had a really good fun time doing that. And I got back out there again and started dating. And beautiful. I, yeah, I met a person and we dated for about six months. And then it kind of imploded at the end. And I had my, I think the divorce was my first kind of spiritual awakening. This led to like the second stage that was the big catalyst. Yeah. What I, would you say yeah. you woke up to from your first, from your divorce, your first awakening? That this is no way to live my life. Yes. I, <laughs> I have got to find my happiness because this is not it. Like I was miserable, completely yeah. miserable. I like really prayed that I would go to sleep and not wake up in the morning. And that's yeah. a terrible thing. That's a, a no level of misery that that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. No one should ever feel that way. And my kids didn't deserve to have a mom who felt that way. So I had to pull myself up for them and to move on. But yet, even though I did, I still don't think I was living at this spot in my life where I was completely experiencing joy and all of those things. I still had a very negative mindset much of the time you know, I was one of those, oh, waiting for the shoe to drop person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Negative because I was raised in that kind of environment. And, you know, oh, this things always happen to me. So and that was up until then the second awakening, I like to call it, uh, where I had another breakup. And I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be more to life than this. You get up, you go to work. You just do the same thing over and over again and there's no real joy in your life anymore. Yeah. Are we there yet? Are we yeah. there yet? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, am I just doing this until I die? Like what's the point of this? I don't really understand. And I was having a difficult time kind of processing what had happened in the breakup. And I came to a conclusion that obviously there was something that I was doing that was causing me to pick out or attract these same types of people where they there was me giving giving and not getting any as much as I wanted in return or you know just inviting someone who had issues so I took a course online uh, about healthy relationships which was a huge aha moment for me because I realized I had never actually seen a healthy relationship. I've, I've never seen one, never been near one, in one. I wouldn't recognize it if I tripped over it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this makes a lot of sense. And in doing that course, uh, I also realized, you know, I need to, I had an hour drive to and from work. And I said to my brothers, like, I need something to listen to because you can only listen to so much music and I need something that is going to make this drive a little more manageable and I'm just getting tired of driving an hour in each way. So he said, you should listen to podcasts. 
which I'd never done before. It's like, so, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, where do I find them? <laughs> so I think I, I put in the search bar, maybe inspiration or something like that. I and love that. We're, I, I'm going to ask you to put a pin in this because yeah. we're coming up on our first break already. So okay. we're going to hold the thought and we're going to find out what you found in the podcast search when we come back from the break. If you, those of you who are out there in listener land, I keep saying, if the truth is you are out there, you're hearing my voice, um, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. And I would like to invite you to look at some of the challenges in your life. And just as an experiment, ask the question, how do I contribute to this problem staying around? And uh, spend a few minutes with that. And when we come back from the break, we'll find out what Melissa discovered about how she was contributing and the difference that that discovery made for her. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm back with Melissa Outman. And I know you're on the edge of your seat going, okay, what did she discover in the podcast bar that changed her life? (laughs) I will tell you what I discovered was a spiritual teacher Uh, This podcast came up and uh, the person who did the podcast was talking about all things spirituality, which at first seemed a little out there for me coming from a background of growing up in a religious church, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it made sense. And when you hear something and it feels like your truth, you know, it's your truth. And for many years, I've always been fascinated by mediums. I just have. And read up on them, read books, you know, by James Van Prague and many other 
psychics or mediums and reading these books, I always felt like I could relate and that things made sense. Yeah. Made more sense than what I had learned growing up. <laughs> That's actually not very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> they were very out there from yeah. what you know we are taught in certain religions. And yes. so this podcast kind of aligned with everything that I had already read before. And it just made sense. And it was very positive and uplifting. And so I loved it. And I ended up listening to every episode she had done in just a couple of weeks and was waiting every day for a new episode. And in one of her episodes, she talked about past life regression and how Mm. she was a past life regressionist. And I thought, whoa, that's interesting. I've always kind of been fascinated by that. I didn't really know if I truly believed in that, but I thought it was very, very interesting. So I decided to book a past life regression with her that's an awesome first step into that. <laughs> Leapt into it. I'm both feet. I'm always that personality that if something fear scares me or I'm not sure, then I, I have to do it because I have to I have to see that I've got to face it. You're afraid of. Yeah. You know, usually that's what I've always learned in my life was there was nothing to fear. But I decided to do this super interesting. I saw a few of my past lives. I saw that, you know, in a previous life, my spouse had passed away very young and I had two young kids and I had to work really, really hard. And I died young because I was working so hard. hard. But the lesson was that I didn't ask for help and I Mm. didn't enjoy my life. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's um, some- There's a recurring theme here. I think I've seen this before in my life. So that was really interesting. And then while we were in the session, she just said to me, um, you know, you're a healer. You're you're supposed to be doing this work. And I had gone to a medium. My sister wanted to go. They had a, a psychic fair near us. We went and then there was a, a medium who was doing a lecture. We were just sitting there and she's walking around, going up to people and just telling them different things. And she had said to me back then, and this was probably like 15 years ago, you're supposed to be doing this. You have gifts. And I walked away from that, like that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly. And that's why I created my superpower quiz because people are like, no, not me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you. Yeah. And she said, you're supposed to be doing this. And so I ended up taking a Reiki course with her and then a mediumship course. What I realized was that, yes, I do have gifts. We all have gifts. And I know that now, but I am an empath. And so I can feel what other people are feeling. And for me in my life, a lot of times, because I didn't know what it was, it caused me trouble more than it was helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of empaths feel that way about their gifts. It's like, what do you mean gift? It's a curse. I can't be around people. I can't go into Walmart. I live my life alone. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. when I was in a relationship, I would say, why are you upset? And my partner would say, I'm not. And we'd be like, yes, you are. Or what's going on? I know something's off. Something's yeah. Off. And it feels like gaslighting because right. they're not ready to share. So they're going to deny. Yeah. So I realized what it was that I was experiencing. And through doing the Reiki course and doing the mediumship course, I kind of learned how to 
put those gifts together. So I, yeah. when I connected with people to do Reiki before I would even do a session with them before I even met with them, I would just sit down and ask to connect to their energy and all of the things that were going on would come up. And so I would connect to the person say before I, you know, before we even met, I just sat down and asked to be connected to your energy. Are you having trouble sleeping at night? You're having back pains. You're having this or I'd like, so I would tell them the, the funny thing I think about spirit is that I would not get the actual diagnosis. I would just get every symptom. All the symptoms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That makes sense because I have this. I'm like, Oh, you, you know, they couldn't just say, Oh, I have this, but I guess that makes it more believable to the person that you're talking to because you're describing everything. Right. Well, and if you come from the other direction, from the diagnosis, not everyone experiences the diagnosis the same way. That's There's usually a subset of, of symptoms that go along with it. So, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly, <laughs> you know, and I, I think what I kind of want to put out there in this moment to the folks who are joining us here today who are like, oh my God, I can't go into Walmart. Oh my God, that happens all the time. You know, I know that somebody's got a headache or whatever and they deny it. Um, you don't have to live this way. One of the beautiful things about Melissa going to the Reiki is she learned about her etheric energy for a useful term to to put on that and how to manage it and how to control it and how to tell what's hers and what's not hers. Mm -hmm. And that's the road to being able to live a quote unquote normal life is to begin to develop that discernment and that set of skills so that when you walk into Walmart, you can go, okay, I don't want to hear all these people right now. And you can turn that volume down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, I've learned how to shield myself when I go out. And yeah. I'm not, I only, and that's the thing when I, I do discovery calls with clients sometimes so we can figure out if I'm a good fit for them and they'll say, are you, what are you getting right now? And I'll say nothing because I'm not connected to you right now. Yeah. And I, and I don't choose to connect with you right now. This is right. just a discovery call. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, they're very, I think we are educated by television sometimes. So they see people on television just walking up to random strangers, like your dad's here. and Which is really bad boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I don't do that at all. I choose to disconnect when I'm not working with a client because I don't want to, I don't want to be on 24 seven. It's draining. It's really, really draining. Yeah. And, and you want to be able to just relax and enjoy your life. Whereas if you're, checked into work 100% of the time, which is what it is when your empathy is turned way up. Yeah, yeah you burn out, just yeah. like any other situation where you don't give yourself downtime. Exactly. I love that. So where, where did we go after Reiki class? I kind of derailed things there. <laughs> right about the same time, I just thought I love her podcasts. And I would love I've always loved speaking and public speaking. As a kid, I was one of those kids who had a tape recorder and I would make my sister play radio host with me. And so I would interview <laughs> her as she was pretending to be some fake celebrity. And I've always loved that. So I decided, you know, hey, I'd like to do a podcast. I don't know if I have anything to say, but maybe. 
So I started the podcast and when it first started, I think I had 10 listeners and I was super excited about that because yeah, that's usually how it starts. It's your mom, your immediate family and a couple of close friends. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I put one out. <laughs> that's the thing. It wasn't even my family. I was like, hey, wait, you guys aren't even listening to my podcast. random strangers. Yeah, just awesome. And people. And then it built from there. And I always said, if it helps one person, that's why I want to do this. And it's just yep. anything that I'm learning as I go, I just kind of share with people. So the topics are, they range from working with your um, guardian angels and different archangels to human design and what is human design. Every time I learn something new, it's like, okay, we're going to have an episode about this. I, I love human design. I, in fact, it's one of the th first things that I do when I start working with someone. I, I pull their human design. I run their soul contract. So that way we know how you're engaging with the world mm -hmm. and why you came here to do what you're here to do. <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot of that. And, and also having amazing guests on, like you were an amazing guest who was Thank on you. the podcast. Yes. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> yes, I love it. And we just learned so much. And it's all about helping people live their absolute best lives. And the only way to really do that is to learn how to make it better. And so me being a negative person, always waiting for the other shoe to drop, I learned how to use mindfulness in my life every single day, how to use tools like meditation and EFT and all kinds of different things and using the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. So I and, and I can relate to all of that because my mind used to be like a really bad neighborhood and you didn't want to go in there by yourself. <laughs> but it can change dramatically. It can absolutely. And I've seen it work in my own life. And so I also decided to write down my list of things I wanted to manifest. So the podcast was one of them. And then I also thought I would always, I always thought that I would want to write a book and I wanted to kind of share my story to help other women heal with grace and not just women, men also have read my book and it's not even about divorce. I've had people who just lost a loved one who read my book and said it was so comforting and helpful to them. And it turned out, I just sat down and thought I'm going to write a journal and see where this goes. And I felt like I channeled everything because I wrote this book in a matter of a couple of months. Awesome. And it was amazing. And that's then, usually a sign of channeling. <laughs> <laughs> if you use your brain, it takes longer. It does. It definitely does. I just started writing. And so I tell my story of how I was in a toxic marriage. But then I also use humor. I love humor. And I think it's a great way to heal when you can laugh. It, it moves anything. Yes. And I love it too. I, I love that it shows up in the strangest moments, right? You'll be working yeah. with someone and they're like, oh, and the base fear underneath this is death and destruction. And then all of a sudden we're laughing about something <laughs> and it, it just, it moves all that heaviness out. It it's does. magical. It does. And so I give you heavy doses of Karen jokes and talking about <laughs> I age myself because I talk about using sun in and my hair and banana clips and all of those things. So it's very relatable if you're my age or even a little bit older, maybe a little younger. Uh, but then I also talk about what I learned in that course on healthy relationships and why we pick the people we pick 
and how we can start changing that and how it actually starts with us. Oh, amen. And your work and working on our self-esteem, our self-love, our self-worth, and knowing that we're worthy and deserving. And then how we can use those resources that are already out there, like EFT, working with our archangels, connecting to our higher selves, all of those things, how we can incorporate that in to completely change our lives. Because if you read this book and you follow the steps and the tools that I give you, you can completely transform your life. And, and that's I that's one of the things that I love about books. They They were kind of my savior as I was going through the dark period that led to my awakening because there was no money. But the beautiful thing in the US is if you have a library card, you yes. have access to a whole lot of experts. Yeah. And yeah. so if you can read, you can learn what you need to know to get out of the spot that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And I was very much inspired by the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, because I, this is the amazing thing did counseling and therapy all these years. Yes. And always would hit a wall, like never really had that breakthrough. Went to a tarot reader <laughs> <laughs> who was more like a counseling session. And she said to me, you've got to read this book. You got to work on your self-love. This book is amazing. You'll love it. And it really spoke to me when I read the book, just devoured the book. And then through that and through the other work that I did with the spiritual teacher and doing the Reiki and a lot of that was working on healing that inner child wounding and not just from this lifetime, but from many lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And that was kind of a similar experience that I had with, with counseling. I spent a couple of decades in counseling over the course of my life. <laughs> Thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> um, but I think one of the places where traditional like talk therapy falls short is this, um, we're just gonna go back and rehash the thing and hope you come to some new conclusion approach. And a lot of times what's needed before you can come to that new conclusion is to kind of examine the, the hidden structures that brought you there. And a lot of times you're so unaware of those that just going through talk therapy isn't going to be enough. You need to come at it from a different angle to even discover that that programming is there so you can smash it apart and then go, oh, look, there's a world outside of this box. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're up on our second break already, and I'm so enjoying this conversation. Um, those of you out there in listener land, hang with us we're going to dig more deeply into this because i think we're getting lots of good nuggets out of this conversation right now um, what i would invite you to do with your pen and your paper over this break is to spend some time i i want to say giving yourself a break in some ways a lot of us and i know I've, i'm queen of this will beat the shit out of me for having thought this, been in this relationship, done this other thing, which at the time was the best possible choice I could have taken. And so I'd like to invite you to spend some time forgiving yourself for making the best possible choice you could have made in that moment. 
It's okay. We all go through this process as part of learning to be human and learning to be on this earth. And what you did was absolutely perfect for you in that moment. And so forgive yourself for it and just be thankful that you know more now and would make a different choice if presented with those circumstances. And hang with us. We'll be right back. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm still here with Melissa Oatman, the author of Beautifully Broken. And before the break, we were talking about talk therapy. And I do think that it has a, a place in our arsenal of tools. Okay. I, I wouldn't want anyone to go, oh, well, I'm not going to go do talk therapy because there, I did get many things out of talk therapy. Uh, but I would also invite you to put additional tools into that toolbox with it. So tell me a little bit about this tarot session. She, she put you onto a book. Remind us of what the book was. Yes, so the book was called You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, which is the best-selling book. And I had never heard of it. I had never heard of Jen Sincero, but I got the book and she had an audiobook version, luckily, so I could listen to it on the, the drive to and from work. And it just really talked about the need to understand your worth and your value and that you are a badass in life. And she also had Uh, a lot of humor in that book. And so that was the inspiration when I started writing my book was I knew I wanted people to be able to laugh and learn at the same time. Yes. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So how did you begin to step into the work that you're doing now? How were you invited into that world eventually? So I, again, just listening to other mentors who said you're a healer, And I didn't really believe that I was at first still, 
But the more that I would do practices, because in our courses, we had to work with other people. We had to do a session with 30 different people. Mm -hmm. And I would just take volunteers from the group we were in. And I would just say, hey, if anyone wants a free Reiki session, I'm just going to do like a 15 minute Reiki session for you for free. And that's when when I would connect with people, I was telling them, you know, this is what I'm getting. And they would say that was spot on. And I thought, okay, you know, at first you think, oh, I'm just making this up. Yeah, exactly. I'm just a lucky guesser. Yeah. <laughs> but the more I did it, the more I realized that, you know, I was telling people things that there's no way that I could know because it wasn't like you have a brother named Bill. It was you really feel unworthy in your life and you feel like you're stuck in this job, but you can do better. It was things that only that person would know. Yeah. And you could look up on Facebook and find out. Exactly. I had one of those with a, a client early on. It was one of these practice client freebie folks. And she wanted to connect with her grandmother. And I'm like, okay, grandmother. And I got this image of this pair of sandals with ties that go around the ankle and butterflies on the toe. And so I described that to the client and she's like, oh, those are my favorite sandals and I'm wearing them right now. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would I know that? You know, yeah. See those things. And, and those are the kinds of things that kind of led me to realize that this was more than just a coincidence that two different people telling me I was supposed to be doing this was more than just chance. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm glad it only took two because usually the third nudge is much more aggressive. <laughs> I've learned that in my life too. I have learned that if you don't move yourself, the universe will move you. So I have unfortunately learned those lessons in my life as well. <laughs> Beautiful. So you started to notice that you had some uncanny accuracy. So what step did you take after you accepted that perhaps this is an actual gift and not just a good guessing game? Well, I just decided to create a website and to put myself out there. And I was doing the podcast. So during the podcast, I would just say, I offer these services. If you'd like to book a session, I started doing Facebook lives where I would do readings uh, on Facebook Live, just pulling cards for people as they showed up, which is a little harder to do because you're not face to face with them necessarily. You're face to face with their avatar. But I would still just pull a card for every person that got on and, and people love that. I had to unfortunately stop doing that when my mom got sick because it was just taking too much time. Yeah, I needed to spend time taking care of her. But that is really, you know, people would just reach out and say, I really needed to hear that message or, you know, your podcast helped me so much. And that was kind of my inspiration of this is why I do what I do. I'm not necessarily making millions of dollars, <laughs> but hopefully I am changing lives for the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what kind of work do you do now? If someone comes to you for a session, what kind of, what should they expect? So right now I'm focused on coaching work. Okay. And so if someone comes to me, I get people who come to me who feel stuck in life, whether they 
feel stuck in a certain mindset in life. And so they're just, they completely get trapped in doing the same patterns of behavior over and over and over again. And they wonder why they can't get anywhere in life. Uh, people who want to lose weight, but they feel stuck in that. Like we, we work on a lot of different things. Each person is individual. So I work with that person by connecting with them and I find out, you know, what, what are your goals? What do you want in life? And then we work on uncovering those layers of things that need to be healed because almost always when people are stuck, it's that there are underlying, I want to say conditions that they've been taught yeah. their whole life that they need to unlearn in order to be able to rebuild, reframe, yeah. you know, rework that story that's being played over and over again. Exactly. I, I would call it unconscious programs, right? <laughs> yes. And, and we don't even realize how much of that we have. And a lot of that people aren't aware. So when we when I really start talking to people and we find out, you know, what's going on and then we look at, well, what triggers you? Well, why does that trigger you? We do a lot of the deep healing work, then people kind of get an aha moment of, oh my gosh, yeah, this is why I never made that connection before. So once we uncover what it is, then I can use tools like EFT, affirmations, mantras. Uh, I even, I'm also licensed hypnotherapist, so we can even do hypnosis sessions to help people replace that old programming with new and better programming. Exactly. And it makes such a huge difference. I'm myself in the process of a hypnosis certification. And I've got to say, being able to, to go directly and talk to the subconscious directly without the conscious mind standing in the way, it makes such a huge difference in the change you can make and how fast you can make it. Yeah, because we get in our own way. <laughs> Oh, amen, we do. And and your brain is like, oh, no, that's different. We don't trust that, you know. <laughs> that's not how we are. <laughs> it's like, no, brain, sit down, shut up. Yeah, yeah. let me take it from here because this is exactly. This and, is exactly the problem right here. <laughs> right. And it's amazing uh, the transformations that people can make just by doing little things each and every day. I offer the coaching, but I also offer online courses. I have a 10 day self-love course mm -hmm. and it's just 10 days to increase. And it's, it's just one of those things that can be a catalyst for you to completely shift how you see yourself, how you think about yourself. And it's, it's really affordable. And it says 10 days, you can do it and a year if you need to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing with with self love, right? A lot of us are very, very loving people. I know all my life, I've been extremely loving people person with everybody else, right? And I was a hard ass German taskmaster bitch on wheels to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the only standard was perfection and that's a really hard way to live. And I didn't think of it as I didn't love myself, but the truth of the matter is I certainly did not behave as though I loved myself. Yeah. I would never have treat my husband that way. I would never treat my, my friends or my family that way, but I was treating myself that way. Exactly. 
And I think a lot of us, you know, being people pleasers, that is exactly what we do. We want everyone else to be happy, but we're the only ones who are unhappy. And it, so it's, it forces you to look at that. I also have a 60 day transformational journal. That's it's an online journal, but you, it gives you a prompt every day for 60 days. Either it's a mantra for you to think about and then re reflect on and respond to, or it's goal setting, just different things that every day you can do just to help transform your life and, yeah. you know, put you on the right path. I, I love affirmations and mantras, but for a different reason than I thought I would when I was first introduced to them. <laughs> um, because they tend to show me where my programs are. Yeah. Because what will happen is I will, someone will say, oh, well, look in the mirror and tell you yourself that you love yourself, you know, 10 times looking in your own eyes. And I would step up to the mirror and go, I love myself. And a voice in my hood would go, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> You're not worthy of uh, And so all of those subconscious programs would kind of pop up into the conscious mind. And so I would invite you if you've had this um, experience with an affirmation or a mantra to consider that you have not failed at doing a mantra or an affirmation. You've been shown the resistance to embracing and embodying that. And so that's good information on your healing path. It's not, oh, I can't do this because I feel unworthy. It's like, okay, so now I know what the program is. I've, I'm unworthy, that's the program, let's work on that. Yeah, and yeah. then once you can identify that, there's so many different tools to help you shift that. Yeah, absolutely. Meditations for that. What, one of the reasons I love tools and gather so many tools, and I think it's something I'd like to invite people to consider, I frequently hear people go, oh, well, I tried EFT and it didn't work for me. It's like, okay, don't throw EFT out. It didn't work for that particular thing you were working on, okay? I use this analogy where it's like you walk into your house and you flip on the light and the light doesn't come on. What's the first thing you wanna do? Check the light bulb. Yeah, you change the light bulb and then you go flip the switch and guess what? Well, it still doesn't come on. Does that mean that light bulb changing is a bad strategy? No, it just something else. Just wasn't the strategy for that particular situation. So you move on to other things, flipping the breaker, calling the electric company to see if there's a power outage or if maybe your bill didn't get paid, right? <laughs> so that's kind of my feeling on tools. So if you've tried a tool and it quote unquote didn't work for you, don't throw it away, just put it aside because it'll probably be useful in another circumstance and then go find something else for this one. Right. So we've got like 60 seconds and I know you brought a gift for the listeners. So tell us a little bit about your gift. My gift is the free chapter of my book. So if anyone is interested in checking out Beautifully Broken, if you've had a breakup or a loss, and you think this book might be beneficial to you, you can go and if you click on the link, just put in your email and I will send you a free chapter and I promise not to spam you. 
There you go. I love that. So you can find the link to contact Melissa and to get the free chapter of the book at SovereignSelf.media. She'll be up at the top of that page and uh, just drop her a quick email and say, I, I want the free chapter of the book. And I know you'll have a lovely connection with her. Thank you so much for joining me today, Melissa. Do you have any parting words of wisdom? You got 20 seconds. I just want to thank you for having me here and just let everyone know you can become beautiful again after you've been broken. Oh, I love it. Wabi Sabi, <laughs> <laughs> which is the, the Japanese, um, when they repair something, they have this art where they glue it back together. But instead of trying to hide the broken places, they highlight it with gold because it adds to the aesthetic overall of the of the experience of the peace. So I love our practical Wabi Sabi here today. And thank you to everyone who joined us. I am thinking about reformatting the show. So I would love to hear from you. What do you think of the show? What do you like that you don't want to see change? What would you like to see me evolve into? I'm still taking suggestions for guests and topics that you'd like to hear. So drop me a quick line at askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A at transformationspace.co. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Beautiful. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. All right, so I will get that edited up and we will go out. I think I was planning for October 1st. Okay, just let me know because I'll share it out with my audience too. Yeah, I, I think you're on for October 1. I'll double check it and uh, make sure you're aware of that and you get all the supporting materials. Okay, cool. All right. All right, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Zofia Renea Morales again next week right here 